0: title of this episode—it's wrong. The title says, "How did kolaches become a Texas staple?" At least, it's wrong grammatically.
1: See, a kolach is just one. Kolachi is more than
0: one. So the plural it doesn't have an S on it.
2: No, but I guess along the way somewhere we made it, made it English. Yes, <laughs> and so we had to add. I don't know what we. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I would say it's pretty normal for people to say kolachi for one and kolaches for multiple, but that's technically not true.
0: In fact, a lot of what you think you know about kolachi, let's say it correctly, might be wrong, including what goes in them.
2: I think a lot of people think that um, when they go to buy a, a kolach that they uh, get they should get sausage or some sort of meat in there, but technically that's not a
0: kolache at all.
2: That's a klobosniki.
0: Say that one more time. You know, a lot of weeks on Texas wants to know we cover politics, education, crime, but sometimes we need to pound the pavement, hit the road to do the real investigative work, like reporting on Kalachi. That's what took producer Brie Flores and me to West, a city of about 2,500 just over an hour south of Dallas and 20 minutes north of Waco to answer the question, how did Kalachi become a Texas staple? Even though it's technically incorrect, we're going to stick with Kalachi and kolaches because that's how the people we talked to referred to them. But before we get to the good stuff, how did West and other central Texas cities become home to such a large Czech population? Mildred DocuPill, who was born in the area and has lived there her entire life, says her grandparents came to Texas in 1903. And they came by ship on July
1: the 31st, 1903 from Frankfurt to the village of from the village of Ozhekov, Ronald, and Nasazeli near Brno, and they settled in West.
0: We met at a Starbucks off Interstate 35 in West. Docupill brought binders full of family photos, travel documents, and more. She also brought Brie and me two homemade cherry kolaches.
1: In their name for Jan and Antonia Hale, they came from the Czech Republic and the little village that they came from was or E C H O V, where he was a had a flour and a sawmill to grind the the wheat to make the flour and saw and sawmill to plain wood and stuff for homes or whatever well it occurred that there was you have to have a stream of water to run the mill because there's no electricity there so uh the guy that had the same mill of the stream from him decided he's going to block the stream
0: okay. Dam
1: it up. So, they had no way of living there because no water for the sawmill and the flour mill. So, they packed up and came to Texas. Why all the way to Texas? They already had family here in Nebraska that came several years ahead of them. And the land in Nebraska is black land, very good, rich land for cotton corn crops that they were used to doing. So they were on their way to Nebraska when they landed in Galveston. Well, when they got to Galveston, the children came down with chicken pox. So they wound up being in quarantine for a whole month. And once the quarantine had ended, they came to West with a man named Mr. Hagar and uh, they settled here because when they were getting off the ship, um, someone had robbed their trunks they had nothing left nothing so they came here to where mr hagar was from here west
0: not everyone who wound up in central texas knew someone there though Docupill says there was a very distinct plant that let people know they were headed to the right place
1: whenever people landed in galliston and they got on the train while he going to chicago or to nebraska uh, they would throw seeds along the railroad tracks And when new people came in and they saw the prophecies, they said, oh, we are on the right
0: track to where we're going. Yeah, whenever you have a population like this in any city, I feel like it over time, as you get more generations removed from the initial immigrants, start to lose some of that. So how has West maintained such a strong Czech tie over the years? I was brought up that way.
1: And all the young people that are here were by their grandparents, just like I was. I didn't speak a word of English until I was in the first grade, and then it was difficult. So it, it's just a tradition that's been carried on through food, dance, you know, culture, and, and stuff like that. We just love it.
0: And that's part of what West Fest is about, right? Yes. It's-
1: to bring back all the people from... There's, like, a Temple, there's a Cameron, there's Hallettsville. There's Caldwell, La Grange, anywhere you go down that way, there's kolache stores, kolache shops. A lot of Czech heritage societies, like we have the Czech heritage of West here, so there's societies all over the South and East. There's a lot of also in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and most those towns, so. Everybody makes full options.
0: West Fest is a three-day-long festival held over Labor Day weekend. We visited West the week before it started, so everyone in town was preparing for it. What kind of influx of people does West Fest bring?
2: I'm not sure how many people, maybe like twenty or 30,000, I think. It's on average. But here, um, we usually get swarmed right after the West Fest parade on Saturday morning.
0: Here is Oak Street Bakery in West, and that is its owner, Jennifer Garrick. Will you have to make a few more, a few extra ones this weekend? Oh, yeah. How far in advance does that planning start?
2: Like we already started we yeah. started. Um, we've got our ingredients, and we've got a lot of um, things that we kind of only laid down today, that. Yeah, it was like extra flour and things like that. And then um, yeah, we're just kind of thinking about it. We know how much we can do like on a daily, so we're we're trying to figure all of that out
0: You'll also hear Jennifer's mother, Linda Shulock.
2: Wait well, out tell them what we did last year, almost 3,000 us
0: just on the Saturday alone, or during there's the course a of the weekend.
2: Saturday.
0: And how does that compare to a normal Friday Saturday? It's a lot.
2: That's I mean, to, for us, for us, for our little bakery. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot.
0: Well, the fact that it's just two of y'all making them—that's that's a lot. It
2: yeah, is a lot, yeah. And now next weekend, we have—we've been asked to um, come to the Caldwell Kolachi Festival, which is in Caldwell, Texas. And there, we usually bring about 6,000 kolaches and we sell them in a span of about six hours.
0: Getting to the kolaches, which is the reason why we're here, do you just tell me what is it? What is a kolache?
1: It's, it's dough that's been made out of flour, sugar, yeast, salt, um, and let it rise. And then you roll it into bowls and then you let it rise. It's double, and then you use mash the, middle, mash the centers of it, and you put whatever kind of fruit you want in there. And this is called posipka, that's put on the top, P-O-S-I-P-K-A. And it's made out of butter, sugar, or flour. So you put
0: that on there, and just for a little decoration of that. Traditionally, what are the primary fillings for a kolache?
1: They are poppy seed, prune, apricot, cottage cheese, uh, cream cheese, and um, they're using peaches and pineapples now. Well, they were, you know, they were poor, so they could grow their own copy seed. They grew their own apricot trees. Prune were cheap, the dry plums, and that was cheap. And cottage cheese, they had their own cows, so they made their own cottage cheese. In fact, my mother used to make cottage cheese for the village bakery and sell it to them.
0: What's your take on the newer ones that they're adding? The newer ones? Like pineapple.
1: I do. I didn't
0: know if you were a traditionalist.
1: Yes, I am. Say ninety-nine percent. But you know, you've got if somebody says, you know, you got to try this. I'm going to try it.
0: If it's a kalasha, you're going to try it. Try it, yeah. They're traditionally fruit-based. When did meat enter the mix?
1: It probably did back when my grandmother was cooking for the kids because they had a lot of uh, sausage during the winter months. So she would take kolache dough, make a little thing out of it, put a slice of sausage in there. Or now people are taking the sausage and they're they're chopping it, grinding it. So you can either have the solid on or you can either have ground kolache in the sausage. So you roll the dough and twist it up together and put it on a sheet and just bake it. The fruit kolache, it wasn't made very often back in the Czech Republic or Moravia, where we're from. It was a, a dessert for a wedding, and, uh, you know, they brought it over here, and now everybody likes it, you know, and not just for weddings. They like it for breakfast. Swachina, it's a meal in the afternoon between your dinner and your yeah. uh, lunch and your dinner, and it's a snack.
0: Well, we all need that. Yes. <laughs> so if you go to a Czech wedding or any sort of big event, is, is the is that going to be in place of a cake most of the time?
2: No, in
0: no, here. No. Not around here, but traditionally?
2: Traditionally, yes. Okay. So, but I mean, I think traditionally people have cakes here. So, but Czech people have cakes and kolaches. So.
0: Docupil was involved in the kolachi contest at West Fest for years before stepping aside. She says the contest features nearly 100 entries from all over the state.
1: We have different categories. Like we have apricot, we have cherry, we have pineapple, we have prune, we have cottage cheese. We have a thing called buta, which is like a a kolache dough, but it's filled with uh, cottage cheese and maybe cherry filling with it. And it's rolled up into a roll and baked that and Then you slice it. It's called a buta. We do a whole lot of that. So we had that for the contest. But we had uh, pecan rolls, which a lot of people like pecan rolls. We had cinnamon rolls to judge. So... Yeah, we have a little bit of everything. I think pecan rolls would be right up my alley. I had probably fifteen judges because that was that many to judge, and judges can't eat that many kolaches, so we always give them like peach and apricot or or peach and cranberry or something. You know that would they would judge those and pick
0: the winner of those. So everybody would judge one flavor essentially
1: probably two three different flavors uh, because we we had uh, like fruit we had uh, the cheese colaches we had the sausage colaches we had the cinnamon rolls we had the buttas.
0: so there was always a category for that so how, if at all, has the kolachi been Americanized here, or what are the differences between what we have here and what they're still eating over there?
1: A lot of families have their own little traditional ways of how, to, how did they want to fix their kolachi Some of them maybe want them big, some of them are a little bitty. Some of them make them in, in little pecan rolls and things like, and like little delicacies for parties and stuff like that. We don't do that much of it here because we like to do the big thing. Not that many people ask for small things anymore. Portion
0: control is not our strong suit. No, 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 no. On a typical day, what does business kind of look like? Is it packed in the morning? Are people coming through like, you know, we would think maybe a donut shop in other cities?
2: Yes, I would say so. Here, um, it would be in the morning. People, I think typically people get all of this for breakfast, so um, we're, we're mainly busy in the morning, but every now and then you have People that come in that are ordering large amounts for either, you know, work events or um, thing family events or things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends. But, yeah, I would say the morning is definitely the busiest. And then the weekends are busiest. My mom originally had a bakery for 18 years out. And so she was in Millville and so um, when she retired, but I didn't really let her retire, we kind of moved it over here and I opened it up here in West.
0: So how long has Oak Street been here? It's been about two and a half years. And what prompted you to start a, a new bakery?
2: um so whenever i was working with my mom in hillsborough i did um wedding cakes and birthday cakes and things like that and did she the did collage the collage side of it but we couldn't move to west and just have cakes and no kolaches so we
0: had to do collages too so i guess what is the process of like how do you make a collage it's top, it's top we
2: secret we can't give you the okay. Um, recipe okay well the, ba- but... the basics <laughs> okay
0: well, well, We'll take the recipe. We'll stop recording and then just... Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> and, I'm kidding.
2: And, I mean, it's all-, all from scratch. Everything we do is homemade. We have a mixer back there that mixes up the dough, and then we we let it rise. And then after, we've, after it rises, then we roll the balls out. We do all that by hand, which is a lot of work, but it's worth it because that's what, you know, that's how we learned it. So, I mean, we're just doing the traditional thing. <laughs> And so, um, oh, and then after we make the balls, then we um, let them rest for a while, and then, then we fill them, and then we proof them again, and then we bake them. So it's kind of a long process, because you have to make all the fruit filling and all of that stuff. So.
0: You guys do that every morning? Yes. Is it just y'all, too, or do you have others? It's just us. How long does that take?
2: We start at 4.30, and the door is open at 6.30. There's a area you can kind of uh, look at the map where the Czechs live in Texas, and it's kind of a trail from Galveston up to about here, here. And this is where our relatives um, settled.
0: As a result, West has more than just one place to get a kolache. Maybe none more famous than the Czech stop, though. Brie and I made that our last stop, where we ran into a couple from Nebraska who had no idea they were in Kalachi country.
2: We've never been here before. We're on our way to San Antonio, and we saw the kolaches stop They decide to stop. And why? Why did you stop at this kolaches and we saw it? Are there more? <laughs> there are more, you know, <laughs> so no one's real out of the court. Okay, yeah, we just saw the sign and decided to stop because we are familiar with Kalachis. And what do you guys like about kolaches? I really like that you have a lot more fruit than our area does. Yeah, our area has just a dab of fruit in the middle.
0: Bree and I brought a couple dozen kolaches back to the office. I picked up another half dozen to bring home. Did I have too many kolaches in a span of about three days? Probably. But you don't make it down to West every day. I'm Chris Blake at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote this episode and produced it with Brie Flores. She also edited it. We had editorial support from Cooper Mall and original music by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for National News Podcasts is Myron Kaplan.